1: It's
2: 11:48 p.m. at Melrose Place, and you're listening to Night Call. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Night Call, a podcast for your strange days and lonely nights. I'm Molly Lambert, and with me in Los Angeles
3: is... Emily Yoshida. What? What? And as always, Tess Lynch
2: we are all in a room together, Um, believe it or not.
3: Being in a room together, I realized that we all, even probably when we're on opposite sides of the country, bob our heads a little bit (laughs) when we think that the theme music should be coming in for our show.
2: yeah, we do. (laughs) I for sure bob my head to the imaginary theme music. You know you're bobbing your heads because
0: we can (laughs) see you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe we
2: should make some uh, some solar power bobbleheads. Oh, my God. Merch idea. Merch Merch idea. Guys, welcome to Night Call. And... You should give us a call at 240 night or an email. Yeah.
3: At nightcallpodcast at gmail.com.
2: You
0: can also text us at 240 night if you're afraid of us hearing your voice. And if you'd like to be anonymous, just tell us so. We will protect your identity because yeah, we're nice.
3: We
2: are. And we got a Facebook group. We do. And an Instagram.
0: And they're all popping off.
2: And a Twitter account. We're just across the web. <laughs> we're
0: sending out strands. <laughs> Speaking of the Facebook group, um, somebody posted something that is now making the rounds that I wanted to talk to you guys about, and it's cremains Cookies. Um, mm. If you guys are listening and eating, put down what you're eating for a minute, because in Davis, California, at a, um, I guess it's Da Vinci Charter Academy, a student passed out some cookies to her friends that contained human ashes. Probably pretty clean, though. I mean I can't imagine Clean eating. Clean yeah,
3: like of all things that you could put in your I bet I bet romaines are better for you than like, you know, aspartame.
0: Somehow. <laughs> Do you think they have protein? Do you think they retain any I bet nutrients? Not. It's probably just a carb, right? Is it even a car? Maybe it's (laughs) just fiber. Though I heard things can get toxic when they get
2: really burnt. Like, isn't the burnt part of toast supposed to be bad for you? Supposedly, it's
0: carcinogenic. Well, something, anything that's charred. Maybe, however, in small amount. Carcinogenic. Uh, uh, An entire human body is, I think, average. (laughs) Five pounds of ashes. Am I making that up? That's no, what I you're think. know you knows yeah. that, and you I'm proud of you. speak with authority, and I trust you. I believe it's between four and six pounds. I think women are average four pounds, and men are average six pounds of ashes. Happy Halloween, by the way. Happy Halloween. Not yet, but you know, we're excited. Um, but the, the kids who ate the ash cookies, some of them knew, some of them didn't. Nine of them ate the cookies in total. Um, would you ever eat a cookie made with how much? Uh, actually, a better question: How much would
1: you? Uh, so was this an
3: experiment, or was this a kid who had been asked to bring a treat to class and had a dead relative that he had to do something with? <laughs>
0: I think it was like a prank. A prank. I think it was a prank. Oh yeah, just sprinkle some of those human <laughs> ashes you have pronk. lying around how old in was your the house. Kid, this is. I think I believe the kid was a high schooler. There's okay. conflicting okay. information. I'm picturing like an eight year old bringing. I in, was like, too. Yeah. Like,
2: Something about a teenager that's more believable. But where did
0: they get the cremains? Whose cremains were they? I believe the grandparent, one of the grandparents' (sighs) cremains.
2: See, that's what makes it fucked up somehow.
0: You think if it? Well, who else? I mean, what? It would be so much worse if it were a stranger's cremains. It's bad if it's anyone's cremains. I think it's worse if it's relative. It's your own,
2: your own flesh and
3: blood. Because then, so he's like what at the funeral, and they have an urn there, and he like sneaks when nobody's looking. Maybe the urn's in the house. Maybe so. Yeah. Well, either way. He decides, oh, you know what would be crazy and fucked up? If I took some of my grandparents. Like, that's like a little... (laughs) It's
2: it's bad. It's bad. No question. In training. Do you think he was like, I'm going to put it on YouTube and get
0: like... Well, guess what? It was a girl. <gasps> oh, my God. So does that change it? So wow. here's, yeah, Well, empowered, empowered
3: femme. Empowered like, femme <laughs> sociopath.
0: Yep. So it's basically... More female serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> the police detective said that, like, based on a preliminary investigation, they felt like it was cred- a credible thing that happened, but they weren't 100% sure, um, but believed based on what the girl said and what the kids that she had interacted with said that it had really happened um and there was like a boy came home and told his parents about it and they were they were like it's crazy uh, she
2: told anyone that it was cremains because she could have just like done it and gotten away with it which is also crazy
0: That's yeah you wouldn't get any fun out of that though if you were the kind of person who would get fun out of like you would have to see the reaction otherwise
2: there was a girl at tess high school who got in trouble for bringing weed brownies to school and putting them in the teacher's lounge and this feels very like of that kind of
0: yeah
3: well, yeah, in that case, you would actually see maybe some of the effects of your work. It's I hate to bring heavy. up a forbidden topic on the podcast. No, but Molly, but...
2: One time I was at a party, and I ate these chocolate chip cookies, and then this girl was like, guess what the secret ingredient no, is? No, 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 don't. You can't You're say gonna, the you, word.
3: No, we all know what it is. The so, condiment that we... The condiment that never be to be talk about it. And
2: then I, I almost spewed. I think I did spew.
0: So sieht es <laughs> auch <laughs> der Sozialverband... This week's episode of Night Call is brought to you by Robinhood, an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. Robinhood is a simple, intuitive way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with confidence. It's not at all intimidating, even if you, like us, used to get anxiety attacks just by kind of like passively watching the stock ticker scroll by when your parents watched the news and you were like, not for me. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, which means you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, if you're already interested in investing, Robinhood helps you learn to invest by offering stock collections, so you can browse curated categories like female CEOs as you build your portfolio. And the app makes it easy to understand trading with charts and market data, so you can place a trade in just four taps – Robinhood is giving our listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at nightcall.robinhood.com. That's nightcall.robinhood.com. Um,
3: Do you feel like people did weird pranks with food when it was still legal to like have handmade trick-or-treat candy?
0: Growing up, I was never allowed to eat the like not packaged, not packaged unless it was an apple, which yeah. also you could no, definitely razor make a razor, razor blade apple. The apple. But none of yeah. those things
2: ever happened.
0: I think it's so
3: sad because I think that if Halloween was a night where you went around and ate cookies that like your neighbors made, that would be the sweetest, yeah. like, most wonderful heartwarming holiday. Sure. Yeah. But, but everyone's afraid the human of each other. The human experiment does not allow such... Uh, Happiness. I mean, you,
2: I think people eat cookies that their neighbors make, but sometimes they turn out to have, like, mystery ingredients that you wish you didn't know about.
0: Honestly, I find that, at least my neighbors, many of them have strong feelings about any kind of sugar, including oh, yeah. cookies, and so it's Ooh, the most fraught Those are the kind of neighbors evening. you have. <laughs> yeah, I do. I have some of, the, some of those and some not those, oh, but mm-hmm. it's hard to navigate on Halloween for sure. Oh, that sounds impossible. Aww. I saw
2: a show once that was called like my strange obsession it was like a oh yes
0: i know this parallel
2: show. show to like my my strange addiction or something but it was just people that were obsessed with things it's the best show there was one episode about a guy who's obsessed with mustard and another guy who's obsessed with ketchup and they never meet in the episode what <laughs> they just show their parallel lives and they both have wives who are like very fed up with them and like man i wish they would be into anything else for like a moment the mustard guy like brushes his teeth with mustard and the mustard what? guy is like a mustard superior. Sorry to bring it back to condiments. <laughs> that guy is like, he's like a mustard supremacist and the other guy is like a ketchup supremacist. I, I have an issue it's with so this. Weird. There's
0: only one kind of ketchup that's worth its salt and that would be Heinz ketchup. And yeah. Every other ketchup is bogus. I'm team mustard for sure. But <sighs> we talked. there was about another that, episode
2: yeah. of this show about a person who was into dumpster diving and was obsessed with dumpster diving. And they foraged a meal yeah. and then invited over all their neighbors and friends. And then everybody ate the meal. And then they were like, guess what? All that food came from the trash. And everybody had different reactions.
3: Yes. Whatever, they all have to get over it. It's fine. We should all be dumpster. Diving. Wait, wait.
0: Was this was this captured on film in the show? Yes. The, oh, I'm gonna watch it so hard. <laughs> oh, it's just amazing
2: because it's like everyone's enjoying it until they find out it's from the dumpster, and then their like social conditioning
3: kicks in, and they're all like, "Oh
0: no!" Is this on A and think so. Yeah. Okay.
3: I whatever the people who are mad about it can go fuck. Well, don't, you
2: just should be given
3: a choice. Yeah, you should. You should be given it. <laughs> I know. I, yeah. I'm just like I'm such a freak about like not wasting food.
2: Our view on yeah, Cremaine's are, like, yeah. cookies is, is you should be told beforehand and given a choice. Yeah, yeah. cookies and dumpster food. And then it's a food. fun,
0: it's a fun and Halloween <laughs> event at your school. Not it. It's maybe like not I thought it was eyeballs. Yeah, but it was <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was peeled grapes, but guess what? It was eyeballs this time. <laughs>
3: We um we want to take a bunch of night emails slash calls today on the show. Yeah,
2: speaking um, of spooky Halloween spirits. We have a backlog. And, of, and ghosts. Yeah. A backlog we wanted of to return to the topic of whether or not Jesus is a ghost. And um, we got a night email from our friend John the Theologian. Theologian, theologian? theologian. I'm very much the amateur when it comes to all the religious matters on this podcast. It's because there's a Wilco song. Oh, theologian. of course there is. John wrote, I'm a professor of theology in the Twin Cities of Minnesota. I want to try and answer your question from the last pod on the Holy Ghost and whether Jesus is a ghost. There is a word for ghost in the New Testament, but it only appears a couple of times. The Greek word is phantasma, and it means something like specter, apparition, or ghost. It occurs on both occasions in different versions of Jesus walking on the water towards his disciples in a boat, and they think they have seen a ghost. They are terrified and cry out, but Jesus tells them to have courage and not be afraid. The ghost in Holy Ghost is related to the German Geist, spirit, but we do not tend to use ghost any longer to mean spirit, which is why the common English translation is now Holy Spirit. The resurrected Jesus has some of the characteristics of a spirit, but also elements of his physical body, since he can grill fish, eat, and retains the wounds of his crucifixion on his hands and feet. Straightforwardly, the resurrected Jesus is not a ghost, to my mind, but this amalgam of human and spirit. Thanks for your pod, but Molly, please do not hail or summon Satan anymore. It
3: scares me. (laughs) Agreed, John. I've been saying. <laughs> um, I love that email. It's like very, it's very informative. Yeah, we also edited down. There was a lot of information that was really interesting. I can post it just because. I think I always assumed that the reason that it was spirit now in most translations and not ghosts is because like to not scare kids or something. Like I feel like a lot of aspects of a lot of religions gets like some of the weirder parts yeah. sort of like sanded away in different parts. My favorite thing is that like angels are like not like a lot of them are like described as like being actually terrifying right? Like, right. Like these headless <laughs> things with like a zillion eyeballs all over the wings and stuff and I'm like that's cool and metal as hell and uh, <laughs> that should be the dominant idea when you imagine an angel now your automatic imagination should um,
2: be. So you the- a dark fantasy <laughs> novel about cool angels with eyeball wings <laughs> <and> like farmed <laughs>
3: Horns and yeah. yeah, yeah. so I, I figured that the ghost thing was just one of those things. Of Anything
2: like, that seems like a holdover from paganism is always
0: a chill part of Christianity. Yeah. I like the idea that Jesus is a spirit who grills and... Uh, grills and <laughs> fish. I love that that was the, the yeah. example of what makes him human is he <laughs> can grill and eat fish. Imagine if you were like haunted by a spirit that was like a benevolent spirit, but that for dinner became not a it entered its material could form. digest exactly yeah
2: sounds
3: like a lot of people's dream relationship i i feel like this is like a common question but i feel like nobody ever has ever answered it properly for me but what happens if a, if a vampire eats food <laughs> like does it just hang out inside their they body for a food. long time no but but they, they don't
0: but what if they did
3: but it, sometimes i feel like in some things they do eat food to like like act normal or mm, something yeah and, like, it's disgusting to them or, like, or there's no, no sensation whatsoever. I imagine, like, a stomach that's just a dead end. And it, <laughs> maybe that's what, what the Jesus ghost had. I think that you um, think about th- Yeah. When it-
0: <laughs> so you're saying... It
3: just lives there forever. I think
0: <laughs> the sandwich never
3: goes the, away. The
0: sandwich yeah. becomes a vampire. Right, right. <laughs> Do you think it, like, turns into... It, like, liquefies and turns into... Tears and sweat. Like, maybe it supplies oh, those.
2: Oh, it's what makes them like sparkly. Eggs, yeah, it, could, oh, it yeah. could
0: be their sparkles. Just little sandwiches. Yeah. All over. <laughs> little eyeball <Yeah>.
2: sandwiches
3: <laughs> all over their wings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I know about mythology.
0: That's how it works. It's how it works. <laughs> Today's episode of Night Call is brought to you by Barkbox. BarkBox is a monthly delivery of innovative toys and all-natural treats for the dogs who really deserve them, which is all dogs, let's be honest, because dogs rule. Really quick story. I have the world's best dog. I know that everybody says that, but I definitely do. And right after my first kid was born, um, Sadie, my dog, got, like, scared. There were fireworks. It was the 4th of July. And she ran away, and everyone was coming over, and they were like, oh, you have a baby. And I was just so Upset, cause so I was like, my other baby ran away. So even though I have kids, my dog is also my kid. Um, and I feel like it's hard because you don't get that many opportunities to do like really special things for your dog, and that's kind of what makes BarkBox amazing. You can tailor the box to your dog's size, so if you have a puppy, you can update it as he or she grows. You let BarkBox know about any allergies or special chewing needs your dog has so they can assemble the perfect box for your pet. And you can choose from a 1, 6, or 12-month plan shipped directly to your door. An added bonus to dog-specific deliveries is that maybe now your dog will stop barking at the mailman like he's an agent of doom. Every month, your dog gets the best all-natural treats and shoes and toys designed in-house with the best materials. The treats have no soy, wheat, or corn. They're all made in the USA or Canada, and each box comes with free delivery and contains over $40 of treats and toys, while subscriptions start at just $20 a month. And it's 100% guaranteed, so if your dog doesn't love a particular item, the customer service team will swap it out for something that they will. With surprise monthly themes like *Jurassic Bark, this is something both you and your best buddy can get excited about unboxing. And if you have cats, well, guess what? They'll be excited, too, because look, a box. For a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com forward slash call when you subscribe to a 6 or 12-month plan. That's BarkBox.com forward slash call. <laughs>
2: In the realm of things that are creepy and of another time, we also
0: got a night email from Naomi. She sent us a link that was so scary. So (laughs) scary. Okay. Hi, guys. Love you guys so much. Best podcast ever. You're welcome, Naomi. Thank you. Watch this ASMR video of a guy in a plague doctor costume, which you probably know is like a mask with a beak, beaking you to sleep very cool and thought you guys would enjoy if you haven't seen it already he also did a video of a health exam in the costume I can't stop watching with a link that we will send I along think, to post I somewhere I think we can maybe throw in a little bit of audio here oh yeah, yeah. live audio fully um, <laughs> it's so scary it's Emily are you so are scary. you pulling it up I'm pulling it up so it's going to haunt you it is so
2: very good to be seeing you It is time once more for your picking. <laughs> so, please, if you have not already done so, make yourself most comfortable.
3: Comfortables? And we'll begin with the picking. <laughs> okay. And that's and enough. It continues for a while. Thirty minutes. What it's, is what is it's the beaking? Minutes. Um, I don't know what beaking you to sleep means outside. of this I don't closet. think I mean, that would. A, it's I a think plague he, doctor. That would not anything me to sleep. Um, that
2: would keep me awake.
3: It's like a hundred and seventy-four thousand views at at time of recording. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that's got a million. That's the plague patient. Plague Clearly, doctor. there's a. A burgeoning
2: subculture. I mean, this
3: is a good if you wanted to create like a, a uh, constructed urban internet urban legend or like um, creepy pasta type thing. I feel like Plague Doctor ASMR is.
2: A pretty good well also because when you guys tried to put it in it came out as like a phone number
3: for both right. of you yeah. we should try calling the phone
2: number no one. you know I, i'm
0: pretty sure that it was when i forwarded the email i was also looking up a spam call and it ended oh. up hyperlinking but do you guys know what those like what the mask is from and stuff, like why people wore those masks. I do, but why don't you tell our listeners? Okay. It was because I just looked it up. I'm not going (laughs) to pretend that I knew. Um, They weren't actually doctors. They were like the kind of like moonlighting doctors who weren't totally certified, Uh, treated patients with the bubonic plague. And so they would wear these giant beak masks that were filled with like different herbs and, you know, things that smelled good because the smell was what was thought to transmit the plague. So he's he's being a a plague doctor ASMR because he's wearing his creepy anti-plague mask. mask. Yeah,
3: were they? This one looks like it's leather though, or like it's made of human skin. They're also just
2: like a fetish item for people that are into like steampunk.
3: Right, yeah. yeah, plague steampunk because they're so creepy looking, and there's one in Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, yeah, yes. eyes, I feel like most people associate it with Eyes Wide Shut now in our modern era, which by they, turn you associate it with a sex cult. Yeah, so it is a kink object. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> at this point, well, because
2: they were like, what is it? They're like Venetian masks, yeah. and it's a mask representing this thing everybody would know about of the plague doctors. Yeah, uh, and then we all associate it with Eyes Wide Shut. Yep. Yeah, it also it's it's
0: the lighting in this video and the perspective is what also just makes it super scary. Well, all you see is the beak. You're getting beaked. (laughs) You are.
3: Masks are terrifying. Masks are the worst. This is what I was saying when we were talking about scary things. Like I can't think of that many movies that scare me, but person in a mask.
1: That's a
3: lot of them. Well, yeah, like even just when Tom Cruise shows up in his mask because he has like the tragedy mask yeah. on, or like like something that looks like oh, a tragedy it's mask. And it's so scary. It's so scary that there's a face on the outside, but it's not the actual face. Yep. I don't know what it is. It's just the scariest thing in the world. Because you're afraid of being tricked. <laughs> I am. I'm afraid yeah. of. I'm afraid of people's emotions. See, that's the most and, interesting yeah.
2: thing to think about, though. <laughs> the scary mask that everybody wears, man. <laughs> it's on your skeleton yeah. your flesh mask your flesh yeah. mask on your face <laughs> no it's weird too because it's like there is a thing where like when a face becomes too mask like it's scary certain people have made their faces look more like
3: masks and it's become sort of like like do you mean future human diamond Kris Jenner well
2: <laughs> I mean that's the thing is like what at what point does it become like it crosses the uncanny valley into like that's not exactly what a human face is yeah yeah
3: like i had this idea for a short film that would just be about like the creation of you know the opening titles of a housewife film they say their name and their catchphrase for the season but like the Did idea you say a housewife film, film. Did I say a housewife film? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was like, yes. A but- Cohen picture. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Belle du jour. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but like, like an idea of like a woman who's on one of these shows and then has had so much work done since filming that part that like she's going in to approve that and like do her like voiceover for it. Uh but, like, she doesn't recognize herself in the image anymore or something. <sighs> and it's just, i like that. Uh, Yeah. I've um, been watching
2: Real Housewives of Orange County, which is the scariest and worst, uh, but also, like, interesting, bad uh, of all the Real Housewives. Did you just call it the scariest? Yes. Why is it the are scariest? They all, are they? They're all I mean, like they have to all white be Trump voters. Yeah. yeah from yeah. Orange County. Um, but it's also the oldest in the franchise, which means they're now dealing with mortality, which is also so weird. How old are they? Um, Oh, and to bring it back to cremains, I told you guys about when I was keeping up with the Kardashians. That's why I brought it. Up and Chris J. they did a whole plotline about Kim wanting to become a mortician. That was actually a good plotline where they went to do makeup at like a funeral home. And she was like, are we going to do makeup on a dead body? I don't know if I can handle it. And then it's like a person who plays a dead body for you to do makeup on.
3: So, so it sounds like Kardashians is just becoming Kroll's show now. Oh, like, it totally
0: is. I Our mom of the house over here.
3: I don't. I did, at first, I didn't know what to think about putting makeup on a dead body. But then <laughs> I said, I'm just going to suck <laughs> it up and go for it. It
2: turns out <laughs> putting makeup on dead bodies is my passion. And I love it. No, they did like a contour on the dead body. She was like, it's amazing. You can like make someone look perfect for their afterlife forever. Oh, my God. And then <laughs> okay. The other thing was Kris Jenner finding out about a thing where you can have your cremains made into a diamond. And I'm, she was like, should I do that? I'm and saying I would do that. Her issue inevitably was that she was like, I have too many relatives and I'd want them all to have
0: one. Oh, and they'd all be beaten down the door for some of that Chris <laughs> Jenner haunted diamond. For they were sure. like
2: all into it. They were all like, ooh, you could become
0: a diamond. Like, let's all be diamonds when we die. When you think about it, almost anything is better than the kind of prevailing to popular options yeah you know like you want to you don't want to just be like sitting in an urn waiting to become cookies you don't want (laughs) to be like in the ground taking up all this real estate that could be like and all your
3: chemicals leaching into the chemicals leaching out um do you guys know about the mushroom bag no Oh yes, because Jen Romolini got into it. Please, it's called. I think it's called like the mushroom death bag. <laughs> um, I know about this because D- David met the woman who invented it at um at a festival somewhere. But um, it's supposed to be just like a zero footprint um, burial method. Because you know, if you just bury a body. Raw, <laughs> if you raw dog <laughs> in the earth in the tomb, um, that's actually really bad too. Because like our bodies right. have all sorts of stuff in them. Like it's not like just I don't know putting your dog in the backyard or something. Although that's not supposed to be good either. No. Um, I don't know what you're supposed to. I'm do I'm learning with the a lot right you're now. You're supposed to.
1: I
0: think usually when you put down your animal, like they suggest cremation, right? No. Um.
3: So the 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 mushroom death bag is a zipped up like body bag that you're put in. And there are, like, spores in the material of the bag. And so when you're buried, uh, they basically eat you. um, (gasps) Smart. So that there's no... Well, don't
2: maggots eat bodies anyway? Isn't that what really happens to bodies in the ground, supposedly? I think eventually.
0: Yeah. But But I think first it's all your goo kind of. Yeah, you have a lot of...
2: I was really into mummification always. Sure. That always seemed like a a great...
0: I'm into this mushroom idea. It's so great. (laughs) I think it's a fantastic idea. Is it a biodegradable bag, too? Like the whole thing, the whole thing. It's like annihilation.
2: Yeah. 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 That's weird because I was going to be like, what about just like planting everyone's bodies in a grove? (laughs) You can go see. (laughs) Yeah. Mushroom death bag. See your dead friends. That would be weird, I guess. Yeah. I I don't know
3: about that. Oh, you mean like, oh, when you grow into a tree? Oh, you you mean the the annihilation tree people? Yes. Yeah. Mushroom death suit. I'm sorry. Uh, It's a death suit. I would
2: like to be eaten by
0: mushrooms because then you'd be like a mushroom. What kind of mushrooms do you think they are? They like edible. Could this become another? Well, then somebody eats it and gets your personality. Yeah.
2: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I thought the cremains cookies were going to lead to. There was a really good Erie, Indiana about a girl getting a heart transplant from a
0: kid who dies in in their class, and then she, like, becomes the kid who she got the heart transplant from. When you're a kid, that's the only thing that makes sense. But also when you think about, yeah, like, the, like, you know, eye transplant, and then you're seeing things through, it makes no logical sense. But, like, as a child, you're like, sure, of course, because it's their eye. It's their eye. (laughs) It's in your head. Yeah. Guys, would you like to hear
2: a spooky tale from producer Rachel?
3: Yes. So this night email comes from none other than our own producer, Rachel, who says, "'When I was 19, I worked at a grocery store as a cashier. It was always cold, so I was wearing a hoodie, and it was really cold, so I had the hood up. A customer sidled up to the counter, a middle-aged man, but he didn't have anything to buy. Instead, he said, "'Where's your bag?' I had no idea what he was talking about and gave him a look. He asked again, where's your bag? And I thought he had left bags at a different cashier and had come back for them. And then that was what he meant. But he said again, where's your bag? Come on, let's go. Finally, I took down my hoodie and said, what? Immediately, he recoiled, muttered, you're not my daughter and slinked off back into the store. No word on why he thought his daughter would be behind the cashier's counter, but it was definitely the weirdest story I've ever ex- experienced about a mistaken identity. And I tell this story to anyone who insists they know me but who I've definitely never met before. Stay spooky, Rachel. I find the thing that that thing of when somebody uh is like, "You look just like somebody I know." I that is the Number one conversation killer of all time, especially because yes. it's usually the first thing that somebody says to you when they meet you, and there's nowhere to go after that. Yes, exactly. I have no idea what to say. I would love some advice from people if they know what to say if somebody says, "You look just like my friend Beth."
0: I always say, "Like I am your friend, Beth." <laughs> <laughs> it's me. She says hi. It's me. That just happened to me at Trader Joe's. The guy said he asked if I was from upstate New York, and I was like, "Not really." Well, sometimes it's been been just there. a pickup line. Sometimes no, it's no, just but like- he was like, "Like you have my friend's face." Well, we've been talking Almost about like,
2: doppelgangers her. a lot. Yeah, exactly. It's in yeah. the air. Oh, we actually got another night email about voice doppelgangers. That voice doppel Emily. Oh.
0: Emily has a voice
2: doppelganger. Oh, right. Hey, night call. It's funny Emily mentioned that she's never been presented with a doppelganger because her voice, specifically her laugh, reminds me of a friend's voice. I even texted my friend about it back in February. The similarity between the voices is sort of uncanny because it's not that Emily and my friend have the exact same voice and laugh. It's more that when I'm listening to Nightcall and Emily laughs, I have a brief but distinct reminder of my friend. It's like they are somehow linked in the spiritual
3: realm. (laughs) Cool. Two ghost emojis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's us, the two ghosts. Thanks, Kate. Um, I wish that that person would call in so we could we could
0: hear. Yeah. If you're our doppelgangers or voice doppelgangers, yeah, voice doppelgangers please doppelgangers. call in. I did a
2: podcast. I did a while ago. I forget what podcast of mine it was. With Shelby Farrow and... I felt like she and I, it was like talking to myself, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Archie a lot, and I was just like, it was like that gif of like the two Spider-Mans pointing at each other. It's <laughs> just like, wait, we like all the same things. Um, what's up, Shelby? Come on, Night Call. Come on, Night Call. Talk about Sabrina. I'm so excited for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. It's like the only TV show I care about.
3: We were talking about that with somebody at the film festival this weekend because we were like, we're excited about Suspiria, but also like we want the light version of it, too. We want the teen drama version.
2: No, I'm so excited for that. I also I've heard good things about the Hulu show Light as a Feather. Which I don't is know. Apparently, that. like a like a craft knockoff Ooh. TV show about girls who play light as a feather and spooky things happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Like, watch that. Has
3: anybody watched the new Charmed? No, it's I think like, it just started. I heard it's not. I heard it's not so great. I is mean, disappointing because it should be. That um, much. My mom watched the original. <laughs> really? So I we're watched just it pro, like, over We're pro her witches.
0: Shoulder. Yeah.
3: This episode of Night Call is brought to you by Stamps.com. You've probably heard of Stamps.com before, but what makes Stamps.com so great? So if you have your own business or a side gig that involves shipping merchandise like we do here at Night Call, and uh, yes, we are working on getting our shirts out to everybody as well as some other merch as well, stay tuned for more news on that. Uh, then Stamps.com lets you buy and print real U.S. postage for any letter or any package right from your home office which may be your couch or your bed, we don't judge. You can do this 24-7. Just click, print, mail, and you're done. Our favorite part about using stamps.com is how much time it saves and how flexible it works with your schedule. We're all pretty nocturnal and we do a lot of our pod business and nights and hours when the post office isn't open and if you're freelancing or you have multiple jobs it's amazing to be able to get things ready to ship while you're in your jammies watching tv watching your favorite shows and then just pop your letters into the mailbox for delivery the next morning you can run your business so much more easily when you can fit it into your schedule and stamps.com makes it really easy to do that If you want to try out Stamps.com right now, use the code NIGHTCALL for this special offer. A four-week free trial, including postage and a free digital scale. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in NIGHTCALL. That's all one word, N-I-G-H-T-C-A-L-L. That's Stamps.com. Enter in code NIGHTCALL.
0: I'm gonna force everyone here to watch the haunting of Hill House. Oh yeah, House. I'm gonna do it, Emily. I'll watch it. I don't yeah. know anything. I've never watched any version of it before.
2: I was saying I like the haunting, the 1999 version, which is notable for having really bad CGI. Isn't Liam I mean, Neeson and Liam the- Neeson, Catherine Zeta-Jones right. is like a, a hip bisexual cool person in a great coat. Yeah, that's kind of exactly her vibe. (laughs) And then Owen Wilson is like the doofy uh, comic relief. And then he gets his head chopped off by a statue. And I would like watch it on TBS all the time up to that part Uh (laughs) and be like, okay.
3: um, (laughs) It's all downhill from here. It's great. It's a
2: great book. I was saying Shirley Jackson is one of my favorite people ever. Really cool, good writer. And I'm glad she's getting more adaptations of things because they're all really good. She's a really good novel about a family that's like left alone and think they're a doomsday cult, like a rich family. Who, oh. you know, I think it's called the Sundial. It kind of reminds me of Hereditary in some ways. It's been, yeah. like this creepy family, like isolated from everyone.
0: Yeah. And then there's a storm.
2: It's good. That sounds perfect.
0: Yeah. We will have more. Important Halloween programming over the next couple of weeks, but please give us recommendations of things that you think we should check out at 24046 night or nightcall podcast at gmail.com. Um, Haunting of Hill House has been endorsed by a couple of you, so we're gonna do that. But we want more things. We gotta do it, we gotta do our Halloween deep dive. Yeah. Oh yeah. I oh. need to go and I need to watch them all because
3: I've only seen the first one and I was gonna say yeah. Halloween 3, which is the
2: scariest Halloween that has nothing to do with the other ones, is about like a mask that you put on your face and you can't get it off. Oh, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Uh, the scariest thing, it's like a toy company puts out these masks, these like have free Halloween masks, and then the kids put them on and they like go to your face and you can't ever get them off. That's oh, no. terrifying. Oh, yeah. It'll
0: make an imprint on uh, your psyche. And <laughs> <In> my face. <laughs> this can be part of our Girls in is <laughs> scary movie reboot. Someone was like, it's Halloween. I wonder if they're going to do the Girls in Booties. We are always booties. Our- <laughs> always your booties. In our
3: salt. We have one more night email that we want to read before we uh, ride off into the spooky sky. Um, this is from Roni in Australia. And she says, it's currently... 0021 in Sydney, which is very Australian. And uh, I just drove from the south coast of Sydney to the city. It's about an hour and a half, and it gave me time to catch up on two of your podcasts. I'm currently at the Pablo and Cheese episode. I love a good night drive with podcasts. That's good. She has two questions. One. I recently turned 30 and I received a swim with the sharks aquarium voucher for the Sydney Aquarium. I've grown up surfing on the south coast of Australia and now Sydney most days, and I'm terrified of sharks. I freeze and grab onto my board when I get a freaky feeling out the back when I'm solo surfing. It usually drives me to paddle into shore. I'm not sure whether or not I should cash in this voucher. I need your advice. Will it either freak me out even more and I won't go into the ocean? Or will it help me overcome my fear of sharks? I'm worried I will also freeze up and be like a floating starfish on the surface of the shark tank. <laughs> also strongly against animal captivity in any form. Help! And number two. In relation to culling hippos, we have a similar problem in Australia with wild brumbies. Horses that aren't native to Australia and they were brought out here during the Captain Cook time, I presume. And now they're destroying native flora and fauna, especially in our national forests. There are for and against arguments for the culling of these animals, destroying native life and plants, or not killing an animal that has become super iconic to our Snowy Mountains region. Please weigh in. And yes, we have Snowy Mountains in Australia. pinky face. Happy night call. Thank you, Roni. Thank you. What a good two, night call. Two good e- night emails in one. Um, do you guys want to start with the the shark tank
2: i would not swim
0: with the sharks putting it out there i wouldn't do it yeah i wouldn't do it
2: either i feel like
0: why because i
2: feel like if you're already surfing you probably are already
3: swimming with sharks isn't there something about like actually being just being able to see them that would be different like i i know what she's talking about because like even when i was just in the cape like earlier this earlier this summer and I'm not, I don't ever think about sharks. I don't think I have a particular like phobia or hang up on them. But at one point I was out there and then I thought for a second about sharks. And then I was like, Oh God, there's like a shark, you know, in every corner of this like kind yeah. of inlet here. Like they're all waiting for me.
0: I don't think it would help. Um, I don't think it would tame any fears if you know because it's such a different scenario. Right, right. Like, those different are like, kinds of sharks. Those are like tame sharks. Yeah, and also I really I find it so depressing. Yeah, and it like, would just bum you out. Maybe those. I mean, after yeah. after Blackfish and everything, I was like, I just don't like the the where I draw the line is like we have a science center out here where you can do the touching tank and right. it's like it's starfish and stuff. I'm kind of okay with that. They kind of cut things off at a level where I can deal with it. They're not like yeah. mammals or like giant fish, right. Um, but I feel like if you if you do that, that might karmically or like the plot of your life might somehow involve <laughs> sharks after that in a way
2: you don't want. I feel like it might just be depressing, which on the one hand might give you like more empathy for sharks in the wild. Like, of maybe like, they
3: should be able to eat me, man. Well, they don't really <laughs> eat people, though. No, That's the thing. It's like they the, just bite them.
2: Yeah. And it's it's like by accident. Yeah. It's not on purpose. So it's not like sharks are malevolent towards humans yeah we just project that on them because they're like beautiful prehistoric monster looking look things. Like
3: robots. <laughs> um, it's a, it's an interesting gift for somebody to give somebody. Yeah, else. it is like that without it being asked for. It sounds like yeah.
2: I
0: also just think it's cool that you surf all the time. Yes, and- I know.
2: I would like to learn to surf.
0: Yeah, me too. Guys, what do you think about the Wild Brumbies, which is also the Ugh. the name of our folk album? I love- <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more than Australian slang. On North
2: Mollywood, we had Brody Lancaster on and she taught us about shoeies, which is an Australian slang for a thing where you like make your mates drink a beer out of their
0: shoe. What? <laughs> oh, right. On a dare. That's awesome. If I were going to move anywhere, I would be moving to Australia. I think really? I've told you guys this. Yes, I've never been to Australia. I've never <laughs> spent been a either. A lot of time looking into it though. That that's the longest flight you can take. Yep. Like I'm gonna do it, and then I'm never coming they're gonna, back. They're gonna they're gonna put uh, like little
3: gyms on on the Qantas flights out there because like just to help people not get deep vein thrombosis or whatever. Or um, little
2: gyms. Little gems, Oh, little
3: gems! <laughs> it's like a Slim gym but smaller. Yeah, they decided that was going to be their, their their X Factor in getting passengers yeah. on.
0: Like, you got a free Slim Jim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a suggestion about culling these ponies real quick. Uh-huh. Which is I want to see a
3: Brumby also. Yeah,
0: look up the Brumbies. Show me the Brumbies. Show me, show the, show me, me the, the Brumbies, Brumbies <laughs> when you find them. Um, but could there not be, like, a Misty of Chincoteague solution to this? Because that, growing up, I was like... I thought the Misty of Chincoteague tale was the most ingenious what thing. What is the Misty of it's Chincoteague? It's a, a children's book about a beautiful horse No, and like a it's girl. a No, it's true. Okay. It's There's true? something called a pony penning. There are these little islands, Chincoteague and Assateague. All right. There's wild ponies that live there, but they, they were, you know, overpopulating the islands and causing issues. So what they do is they swim the ponies to the mainland. And it's the big thing. And like people come from everywhere. They auction them off to people who want to breed ponies or have farms or whatever. You know, they give them, like, veterinary care. Uh-huh. They do counts of how many there are. And then they send back a sustainable population. Huh. And so Misty was one of the, you know, ponies that was penned or whatever. And then she became – but it was like a – I think Misty was the true story. Definitely the pony penning is a real thing. Huh. But could you not – could there not be, like, a pony penning situation where you round up – the the wild the wild, brown beast. wild it never brown gets beast. not it fun says to say they
2: do fertility control as the main population management method that's viewed as the most humane uh, but it's also like this is human
0: beings' fault you know yeah exactly so yeah. we have to fix it in a like yeah. good way they're so cool it's like what do they look like let's see if they're just they're they're
2: horses they're kind of little they're regular horses that they brought to Australia from like England and then they got wild they got lost and became feral like cool free-running tribes of horses dingo horses awesome but it's bad for the environment because they trample stuff they
0: trample stuff yeah um but just the image
2: of like beautiful like herds of like free-running wild horses yeah kind of cool just
0: another selling point to move to australia (laughs) i know australia has its problems too but it's like many many problems (laughs) yes many many
3: many problems (laughs) that does it for this week's night
2: call yeah
0: Thanks, everybody, for Thanks listening. Thanks, everyone, for
2: listening. Don't get uh, eaten by a shark. Don't eat cookies with cremains in them. Don't or get do. trampled
0: by a Brumby. Don't get trampled by a but Brumby. But, like,
3: make regular cookies for your friends to celebrate the holiday yeah. and, you know, have a nice time and don't worry about types of sugar and Thanks. if you don't need to. Thanks for letting us beak you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my, look at that, he is...